Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me, as always, is Emmanuel Peekless. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, I am alright. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It was a look, it was a great round of football. There were some very, very good games of rugby league. I have a problem though. Tell me. We had this excellent game of football, the highlight of the regular season of the NRL, Magic Round. Everyone up in Brisbane, you mm-hmm. know, despite whatever happened with some of the fans. Mm-hmm. Rugby league exhibition, mm-hmm. right? Everyone in the same place at once. Yep. Awesome for the game. Yep. Monday morning, what's the headline? Tell me. Trent Barrett's gone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's dominated the media for the last 24 to 48 hours. It even came out Sunday after yep. during, during the Roosters-Eels game. And it's put a bit of a tarnish on an excellent week of fo- and an excellent weekend of football. And it's a little disappointing. The focus should be on the Roosters being in the top four? Is that uh, what you're saying? I, no, I, yeah, a little bit. Yep. But also, we should be celebrating the game rather than focusing on something negative. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was, it was a, a really. There was some some pri- some surprises, some very close matches, uh, and some real spectacles. Uh, a lot to unpack, yeah. uh, and I think the best way to do this, Mike. It's round ten. We haven't done it over the last couple of years. We have done it. I think we should give a bit of a report card. Yep. Like uh, on where we've been, the where everyone's sitting after ten rounds. And um, given they have dominated the headlines, I think we should probably begin at the bottom with the Bulldogs. Uh, The poor old Bulldogs, Mike. And I was thinking today that in 2014, Souths played the Bulldogs in the grand final. And seven years later, Souths were back in a grand final and Canterbury had the wooden spoon. And I think it's, it's sort of a... What a wasted decade for the Bulldogs it's really been since that grand final appearance. They're finding themselves now without a coach after Trent Barrett quit. Uh, Phil Gould is at the club as the general manager. Uh, but this is there's a lot of speculation about who's going to take on this role. Uh, they, they had a huge recruitment drive. I, I have to give them an F. I think they were, in, they were definitely in my, in my um, top eight, and I think they were in yours as well. They were, yep. Um, to be there at the end of the year, I copped a bit of a roasting for this opinion, I have to say, and it turned out to be a, a valid roasting. Um, because they have just underachieved. They've got they've got some really good quality premiership winning players in their in their ranks, but they've got some real duds as well that will just need to be moved on. Uh, I, I it's a club that we just we just especially I think growing up we really just associate with success. Um, there was obviously the salary cap scandal in 02, but they made the grand final in 04. Um, they got a wooden spoon in 08 when Sonny Bill walked, but, you know, top two in 09, grand finals in 12 and 14, and finals appearances consistently under Hasler. But since then, 
it's it's just really just been a long, long period at the bottom. Yeah, uh, you mentioned some of the talent. Look, Matt Burton was an excellent signing, step in the right direction, right? But you look at this team and the writing was on the wall with Barrett a couple of weeks ago when Gus took over training. Um, there's been you watch them play and. You can tell that this team isn't prepared enough to play football week in, week out. And I have to put that down to him. They're an unfit team. Josh Adokar used to be one of the fittest players in the NRL. And by the 60th minute of every game, he is out of breath. This shouldn't be happening for a world-class winger and someone of his athlete, with his athleticism. I just think the team has been underdone the last few weeks. And whether a changing coach... At this point in the season, we'll fix that. I don't know. I agree. They deserve an F. But looking towards the future, they need someone who can come in, who can drill these guys down and bring back that, and Asta mentioned it last night, that dogs of war culture that they used to have, where if you weren't if you weren't dead at the end of every training session and, come in and, and weren't willing to come back the next morning, you weren't on the team. Right? These, these, the Bulldogs were a force growing up absolute force and they've lost that and it's a shame because they have an excellent fan base uh, it's a big fan base and they expect better yeah um, yeah I, I think one of the so obviously the names that are being thrown up are Barrett uh, not Barrett sorry Flanagan and Green are a couple of the big names being thrown up even Cam Seraldo, uh, obviously in a similar predicament, comes out of the Penrith system, has worked with some of the players. My issue with all of these players is, and, and I feel like Canterbury are very similar to Manly in this respect, and it's very different from sort of the Roosters or Souths um, or Parramatta. They, they need one of their own. They don't, need... don't, you, don't you think that having Gus there helps that? I, I think it does help that. I think it does help that, but I do think that and it needs to just be someone that that is a bulldog. It's okay, just that it's who, just who is there? But that, and that's what I think, Mike. I, I don't know. I don't know who there is because it's been so long since they won a premiership. Yeah. It's been so long. Steve Folks is is not around anymore. Chris Anderson would be way too old for it. And it's it's just it it is definitely. And I got really annoyed listening to Braith last night on NRL three hundred and sixty because I'm kind of like. Why are you so critical and unwilling to go in and assist? And I and I, and I know yeah, he's, he's got, got his, his, own, his own his own commitments and all that, but it's like you know, um, Sherwin, Mason, Sonny Bill, all involved at the club now in some capacity. It's like if you really cared about it, go in and help them out. Go in and get involved and 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 you know get as many of those players that have that winning bulldog mentality in there. But I, look, I don't I don't think that their head coach will be a former dog. I think that. At the moment, Flanagan seems like a likely candidate because of his relationship with Gus. Gus hired him at the Roosters back back in 2004, yeah. I believe, to run their under-20s. Um, but Paul Green, a, Paul Green was in the Roosters system Paul too. Paul Green was also in the Roosters system, um, but that was under Robinson, so I think it was a bit later. But um, as a player, played when Gus was the coaching director. True, yeah. very true. Um, and na- another name that I think I... And I've said this to you before, that wouldn't surprise me is Jason Riles. Yep. Um, long stint with the Melbourne Storm. He's now the Roosters assistant coach under Trent Robinson. So two excellent clubs um, who have developed coaches well. Yeah. Um, 
Adam O'Brien may be the exception. We're unsure. Uh, but he's another name who I know Gus has a good relationship with him. So that's another option. But I, I, it's whether you want to take the risk on a Fitzgibbon-type coach where you go to Cameron Serraldo or Jason Riles and say, we want you to coach from next year. Uh, <clears throat> do what you need to do behind the scenes to get this team operating and recruit who you need to recruit now. Uh, and then starting next year, the team is all yours. And look, it seems like it has worked for the most part for the Sharks. Yeah. And if uh, I think that's the blueprint the dogs should follow. Yeah. One name that's been thrown around and coaches the team we're going to talk about next is Madge. Yeah. Uh, which is is unusual, I think. But in terms of, I think, delivering a mentality and a mindset and a culture, if we're talking about an unfit and not used to lacking a winning feeling and lacking a bit of professionalism, then Michael Maguire is the man to, to bring that to your club, I yeah. think. I, 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 I said this, I put his name out to you yesterday. Yeah. I completely agree with it because, look, if the Tigers don't have a winning season this year, yeah. it could be his head on the block. But yeah. can you wait until his future is uncertain? Yeah. That's that's the issue. Or do you need to bring someone in within the next few weeks? They haven't even named an interim coach yet. They've named the team. Yeah. I don't I don't know who is going to be running the ship this week. Yeah. I I, it'll, well, it'll, be, it'll be definitely be someone internal. You said Peter. I said Peter Sharp or Peter Sharp. Um, Ferner. I think Ferner. who Michael has Michael Potter is also another name. Who's yeah. In the club. But I th- I think maybe Ferner. He's coach first grade. Well, I know Potter has two, but um, for me, I just think Ferner will be the choice. Um, okay. Enough about the dogs. They're in a world of pain. Uh, equal with them on only two wins out of ten. Uh, the Tigers, Mike, actually have a worse uh, differential. How, how do we see their season? It, it's obviously that, you know, they had two very emotional wins, one against Parramatta and one against Souths uh, in consecutive weeks by a point. But other than that, it's been a bit underwhelming. David Nofaluma is out now. Uh, for I think a third week with a concussion uh, I, I say Luke Brooks hasn't been named to play this week hamstring injury hamstring injury Dane Laurie out yep. as well um, look I I think that they've improved yeah I think they're playing a lot better and a lot tougher than what they were at the start of the season when they literally gave up on some games but this team just doesn't have the talent to be a good team yep. that's the problem and look Hastings has helped Hastings is a good half but the team around him just isn't there for them to get wins every week. And we said this coming into the season. The Tigers just don't have the talent to be a good team. And look, they've got players coming next year. Papali is going. Coruscant is going to the club. That's two good signings, right? Yeah. That'll really if you've got if you've got next next year a spine of Dane Laurie, Luke Brooks, Jackson Hastings, uh, Jackson Hastings, and uh, Abby Coruscant. Yeah, that's a good spine. Coruscant's a very good pickup for them. It's a it's a good spot. They yeah. need to they need to shore up their back line because I think that's quite weak. But they're in the they're moving in the right direction. But look, two wins. I didn't expect much from the Tigers. Uh, but they've improved from what I saw from them at the start of the season. That's why I'm giving them a D, not an F. Yeah, no, I'm with you. They wouldn't be getting an F from me. Um, okay, so on fourteen, um, in fourteenth place are the Knights. Differential of minus 124. They have beaten three teams. 
two of them sit below them on the ladder, and the other one was the Roosters, notoriously slow starters. They had this seven-game losing streak, um, off-field dramas with Ponga. I give them D minus because I, I just think they've been very ordinary, very underwhelming. Um, defense is terrible. They've, they've had games where they just haven't turned up. They've, there were games where they just haven't scored tries. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much to say for them, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that they have performed anywhere. Well, first of all, we both had them as a bottom four team yep. coming into the season. So the expectations weren't high. No. And after that first two weeks where they beat us in round one, where round one was everyone, everyone goes crazy and nothing matters, um, they beat the Tigers the week after. And we just spoke about the Tigers and how well they were playing. Uh, I yeah, I just I don't think that they're a good team. I don't think they've recruited well, and I have questions about Ponga's reliability as a superstar player. And people throw around the term superstar loosely. A superstar is someone if you're paying someone a million dollars a season yeah. plus, he should be a superstar caliber player and turning up every week. And I don't see that from Ponga. Their halves aren't good. They lost Braley at the start of a season. So that didn't help them, but yeah, they've they've underperformed. I'm also giving them a D. I'll give them a D. Yep. Uh, Newcastle sitting 14th. I had them finishing 13th, and Mike 15th. Uh, okay, so going up the ladder, Gold Coast sitting in 13th place, 160 points for 240 against. Uh, played in that notoriously terrible game against the Tigers uh, about a month ago. And the War. Oh no, that was another team. But they've played in a couple of bad they've games. They've played in a couple of pretty bad games this year. Um, yeah, look, just not not really going anywhere. A um, couple of injury concerns. Had that win on the weekend, otherwise they'd be sitting uh, in equal last. But I think after their finals appearance last year, there was a, there was an expectation around them um, and, and some of their biggest stars to, to pick up. But I think... Uh, a team that sort of brings in David Fafita and then has him playing in the centres as a way to get him more ball is probably an indication that he's been overpaid. Um, and, you know, they're sitting, where are they, three and three and seven. It's, um, I think they'd be disappointed. I think they wanted to build on the back of last year and, and make something of it. But, you know, um, you had them in your eight, Mike. I did. And I had them sitting 10th, and, and then, you know, they're in the bottom four. So I'm it's pretty them, disappointing. I'm giving them an F. Yeah. I think they've been awful. And I haven't liked anything that I've seen out of them. Uh, they have struggled to score points, which was the only thing that they could do last year. Yeah. And they can't defend. We know that they can't defend. Uh, there was... I, I've just... You know, I don't think Braley... Uh, not Bradley. I don't think Jaden Campbell being injured helped, and he came back this week and they got a win. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good sign. One of their big issues is hooker, and Aaron Clark is just, he doesn't give the halves good ball. He doesn't give them good service. And when you're not getting good service as a half, it makes it so much more difficult to be able to do what you need to do because you're always starting on the back foot on every, on every attacking set. Uh, so that's an issue that they really need to fix. They need to find a quality number nine who can get their halves of ball and get them into spaces so that they can start off their sets right. Um, Fafita has been disappointing. He's injured, but playing him in the centres, he was coming off the bench. He wasn't playing 80 minutes as an edge back rower. You should be playing 80 minutes, especially if you're getting paid as much as he is. 
So yeah, I I haven't liked what I've seen over Titans, and I've been very disappointed. Yep. Um, they've signed Kieran Foran for next year, which is an interesting choice because Where does he fit? well, that's the thing. He he's it's a Cody Walker kind of issue, which we'll come to, but okay. sort of no, like a creative playmaker, but no half to go with him. So okay. and then but you've got but Campbell. also they've, they've, yeah, they've got a one seven and six. Yeah, at least we think and maybe they don't rate either Sexton, Brimston, or Campbell that highly. And if one of them is on the outs, then someone should be swooping. Yeah, someone will swoop. Yeah. Uh, okay, sitting in 12th place is St. George, um, who lost in Golden Point to the Gold Coast. Disappointing, but as we predicted, I think Dragons fans would be disappointed, um, but hardly surprised with the performances this year. Um, probably their biggest win was against your mob yep. uh, on Anzac Day. But other than that, it's just... Uh, Everything that has been said about Anthony Griffin as a coach that after he left Penrith and all the criticism of him has been proven correct in his time at St. George. And it's just uh, many people just don't want to pay attention to it. But um, it's, you know, it, it, I would be very frustrated as a Dragons fan. Yeah, I was frustrated watching them on the weekend because they cost me possibly jumping up to second place in the tipping comp. Mm. Um, I Look, you know my thoughts on the Dragons. I don't think they're a good team. Haven't thought they're a good team all year. Other than if they didn't have Ben Hunt on their team, yeah. they would be at the bottom of the table because he has pulled them out of so many tight jams this year. Uh, there was criticisms of Sloan yeah. being dropped and then he came out and had an awful game last week. He had a bad game the week before, almost yeah. cost them. Who they versed two weeks ago? Um, um, and it was a really close game, and they almost they almost lost. I think I think they scraped a victory. It's the Warriors. They played Melbourne last week and got pumped, and then the week before it was St George. Oh, it was um, Tigers. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, I just I, I haven't I haven't been thrilled with what I've seen out of the Dragons. Um, so what they get from you a D? Yeah. 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 I think that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like Ben Hunt would be a very handy pickup for the Bulldogs. Be an excellent pickup. I don't know if he would ever leave the Dragons or whether the Bulldogs can afford. He's he's on a good he's on a good money, Ben Hunt. Yeah, I don't know how long he signed for, but it's interesting to say. I think he would more likely head up to Brisbane with Wayne. You reckon? Anything? Wasn't Wayne out. the reason he left Brisbane? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, okay, 11th spot, the Warriors, 4-6. and six. Now, you know, this it's been an interesting season from them. Um, obviously, they had that really disappointing performance against Cronulla a couple of weeks ago, but they're not, as, they're not doing too badly, I don't think. I'd probably give them a C, um, just because, you know, they've had some gutsy wins. They had that, they've had some massive losses, massive losses, but they've had some some gutsy performances too, I think. So they've, they've showed a bit of ticker in their games. They beat the, the Cowboys by a point, um, and then they beat Canberra by a point as well. So they've got a bit in they them. They beat the Tigers and the Titans. Yeah, they beat the Tigers and the Titans, but you know what? They could have easily lost those games. They, they nearly beat Souths. Obviously, the Warriors, uh, the Melbourne game is just a huge blight on them, and but the they Cronulla bounce game, back. And the Cronulla so. game, even more so. But... I have a bit of sympathy to the fact they're still playing away from home, Mike. I know yeah, you disagree with this one. Look, but they're four and six. 
I just think that there's points, and especially watching that South game, I think the scoreline looks a lot more flattering to the Warriors than it actually was. I think South just turned off. Uh, I agree. Uh, it was 26-6. to six. And yeah. South's all like, we've got this, let's switch off. Then Damien Cook gets binned late in the game and they score a couple tries. Yeah. Right? The scoreline is a lot more flattering than what it was. I don't think they have been that good, but they have beaten teams that, you know, they sh- maybe quit, that, that they can beat. And that's why they are four and six. But I can't see them making the eight. I'll give them a C minus. Yeah. Okay, uh, in 10th spot are the Raiders, who have gone on a little bit of a run. They were 2-6, and six, now they're 4-6, and six, um, after beating, um, in a huge victory on the weekend, Cronulla. But the weekend before that, they beat the Bulldogs, um, which sort of triggered things, I think, with Trent Barrett. Obviously, uh, some difficulties with their spine, but I noticed that half their wins this season came while Whiten was suspended. You trying to get me to say something about Jack White? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, but if but where where was that on the like that form on the weekend? Where did that come from? It can't all be that Cronulla was just having an off day. I think it's a little bit of both. I, look, we have always said that Canberra has the talent to be a good team. They've got a really strong forward pack. Yeah, um, their backline has some talent in it. I don't think Nicol Kostas a excellent fullback, but he's a capable fullback. Yeah. Right. They have really like Josh Papali is still one of the best props in the game. Yeah. And he will be until he retires. I, you know, beating. I think Cronulla had a bad week. They had a really bad week. They didn't turn up. The experiment of moving Nico Hines to fullback wasn't the right. And we'll talk about them soon. Moving the fullback wasn't the right move. I still don't. I still think Canberra's a. They're a bottom eight team. Despite beating the Bulldogs and the Sharks on an off day, this team is disappointed. And being four and six after ten rounds, when two weeks ago they were two and six, and one of those wins came against Dogs, you lost. And and they've blown leads. That's the big thing. They have blown big leads all season. That's why I'm giving them a D. Yeah. The mental toughness in a lot of teams at the moment is actually just a bit alarming, to be honest. It is. It is. Um, okay. At the top of the bottom eight is Manly. I'm confused on Manly, Michael. I, I'm just, I'm very confused. Last week's performance against Brisbane, I, I don't know. I, you know, I thought maybe they'd turned a corner and then um, managed to scrape wins together without Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo plays... But his form has been very disappointing this year. He's clearly carrying something, and Hasler insists on playing him, and I, I just don't see the point of that. Um, but they... I also I also think that there is a blueprint to stop Tom Trebojevic now, and it's don't let him get good ball. If you pressure the people who get him the ball, then they're going to be rushed in getting him the ball, yeah. and he has to make tougher decisions. And he isn't as good at that as what people think he is. Yeah. And there's a blueprint now to beat him. And good sides are going to abuse that. Good sides did that last year. They're going to be flat track bullies. They're going to constantly be flat track bullies. But, you know, they've, they, look, they've had injuries. Uh, I think Schuster coming back is really going to help them. Trebojevic doesn't look healthy, despite what everyone's saying. 
their back line's been destroyed by injuries every week they've got a new center combination yeah um i think you know the one the one the eye-opening one really for me was the cronulla game where they were down 32 nil at half time and i think it was sort of well tommy turbo didn't play and also the comeback probably should coded it for them but that was a very concerning half uh, half of football from a, a team that's just and Cherry Evans manages to do what he does and pulls it back on a string but at the same time how did they end up in that predicament it's probably just a, a very confronting question yeah. Um, yeah just I think I don't know if it's partly Trebojevic people have worked it out partly the rule change of the six again this year has probably maybe impacted Manly a bit because yep. they really rely on that break momentum. in play and the yeah. momentum and, and pulling those long, fluky tries, and they're just not getting that break in play this year. But yeah, if I, it's again, I think the, the discussions we were having probably two years ago, or maybe it was um, early last year, about they're just lacking a bit of something. It might be the, the lack of sort of spark outside of really the six, seven, and the one. And then a tired Jake. Even, even, yeah, well, Jake Jake isn't the player that he was, but even Foran isn't what he was and really is more of a stabiliser than anything. doesn't really offer a huge amount of creativity. Yeah. So, you know, they haven't got a great hooker in Lock and Kroger. He's fine. Gives good service. It's about it. That, but that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. He's got to break the... And this is why I think that the eventual move of Schuster to number six will help them. Yeah. Because it just gives them a different look. And I think they've gotten a bit stale and teams have figured it out. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do you give Manly? Well, they're out of the bottom eight and they were a top four team last year. Yeah. With high expectations this year, I'm giving them a C minus. Yeah, fair. No, I, I was thinking C. Yeah. Uh, okay, we creep into the top eight and... At the bottom of the top eight, an eighth spot is Souths. They're five and five. Um, look, I think their first their performance against performances against Brisbane have been disappointing. Okay, in both games, just very underwhelming. I didn't think their performances against Melbourne and Penrith, with so much experience against a new halves combination, I didn't think they were too bad. We took Melbourne to Golden Point. We lost to the Tigers by point as well. My concern is the, the uh, attitude and the mindset is slipping a bit. Uh, just sort of this, the way the Warriors sort of crept back into the game. I appreciate the switch off, but the failure to put to, the, to put the foot on the on the accelerator and, and just go on with it, uh, and the attitude in the Brisbane game the week before is is probably of most concern to me. Having said that, at the moment we're travelling without. Gagline Reynolds, no longer with us. Uh, we've got Latrell out, who spends more time off the field than on. And um, Cameron Murray, I think, is is a great player when he's there. Um, I've, I've spoken about Cody. I, I think given sort of the, the losses we've had, we always knew it was going to be a down year. And as long as we get into the eight, I think it's a pretty good season for Souths. So I, I give them a B-. minus. Yeah, I... Look, I... Looking at South's season, there's one performance, one win that you'd be happy with all year, mm. I think, and that's the win against the Roosters. Mm-hmm. The other wins have come where you've just either you've nodded off or you've just eked out a win or something's happened where you're like, how, like, even the Dragons game, 
Yeah. For example, didn't yeah. play well. Dragons were just worse. Yeah. You're happy with one win. And that's that's an issue where maybe those wins don't come at the end of a season. I had Souths missing the eight. Yeah, so you if they did. do make you the did. eight. If they do make the eight, it is a good season in my eyes. Yeah. And at the moment they're sitting in eighth, so I'm gonna give them a B minus as well. Yeah. I for me, I I think Souths making the eight will probably be determined by and I, I think at the start of the year we thought that the distance between the, the head and the tail of the competition would be closer. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen and that might help Souths creep in. Because yeah. I, I'm looking at those teams sort of around there. and um, The team could, that you... Like, I, Manly is the team that could jump back up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be it. push you to ninth. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Now, I think we've really got to give a lot of credit here. Brisbane are on a hot streak. They've won four in a row. Adam Reynolds is in um, incredible form that I haven't seen for a long, long time. They're looking very happy that they're playing easy football. Um, That's just great to watch. Brisbane, they're back. You mentioned one word there, happy. Mm. I think that spells the whole thing out. They look happy and enjoy playing football. Yep. And that hasn't been the case in Brisbane for a long time. No. And Adam Reynolds has really helped that. I think he loves he he's come out and said he loves Brisbane. Yep. Does he he loves the fact that there's this, the Sydney spotlight isn't on him anymore. And he has come out and is steering these young guys around the park. He's got outside of him he's got an excellent combination of Stags and Cobbo yep. which has helped his good form. Uh Brisbane are a good team. And we, I think we both had them in the eight this year. No, coming. No. We both had them eleventh. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I know. I thought I had them in the eight. No. Um, yeah, I, 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 they have exceeded expectations. And you said, look, South lost to them twice. You lost to that is two losses to a good team. They have beaten the Sharks. They have beaten Manly. They were competitive against the Roosters. They were competitive against Panthers. They have been really good this year, yeah. and they absolutely destroyed Manly on Friday night. And they've been doing this for the last couple of weeks. They even beat the no one of the teams they lost to was the Cowboys, who are sitting. They in got third. pumped that day. They're sitting in third. Yeah, yeah. Who like you know the Cowboys are there. We're about to get to them. Yep. They're the surprise of the season, yep. right? But you can't look at too many of the Broncos' losses and be like, well. They probably should have won that game, given where things have shaken out in the ladder at the moment. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Now, the next five for... Sorry, uh, grade is a... I'm going to give it an A. Minus, okay. A minus. I give them B plus. A minus, yeah. Uh, Brisbane's next five includes Newcastle in Newcastle. Then they've got the Titans and Raiders at Suncorp before they go to Melbourne and then up to Townsville. So some good challenges in there. Uh, which might... One of them might be an origin. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, but I'd be surprised if the the Queensland derby was during origin. So. No, I don't think so. Um, okay. Sixth spot, Parramatta, who they've beaten Penrith. They've beaten uh, Melbourne. They got pumped by the Cowboys, and they nearly got there the hard way against the Roosters. Um, this week they play Manly. And then they've got Raiders, Dogs, and then the Roosters again, and then Souths. Uh, my rating for them is probably a B minus, only because I expected them to be a bit higher. Um, they're six and four. 
they've had their run with injuries and maybe as long as they're just, you know, somewhere on or around the top four and then time their run a bit better, maybe this can be their year. Yeah, look, they've shown that they can be the two best teams in the competition in Penrith and Melbourne, right? Yeah. And no other team's done that. So I can't, I can't, I'm going to give them a B because of, because of that alone, right? But they have this ability to switch off in games where they focus on one game and then come the next week, they're not quite as prepared. It's, yep. it's, and that's, whether that's on the coaching or the players, I don't know. But they are a quality team. They're going to get, I think Mike Acevo's coming back next week. He's going to play reserve grade this week and come back next week, which is a huge in for them because they've been decimated in the outside backs. Yep. Uh, Dylan Brown's playing really well. That shift to center in the Cowboys game was an absolute brain fart by Brad Arthur. Um, and that that experiment will never work and will never happen again. Richard Moses is a good half. You know, Reed Marnie is one of the best hookers in the game. Yeah. And they've got a really good forward pack. So I rate Parramatta. And I still think that they are a top contender to win the title, whether they're sitting in sixth now or where they finish. You'd like to be in the top four come end of the season. But right now, I'm, uh, you know, they've shown that they can beat the top teams. That's why I'm giving them a B. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, Cronulla, who we definitely expected to be in the top eight this year based on the arrival of Craig Fitzgibbon. Um, they're sitting in fifth spot. Um, look... I think if we'd done this a couple of weeks ago, probably three weeks ago, it might have been a slightly different story. Um, but they've had some surprising performances, I think. Obviously, the loss to um, Canberra, on the Canberra on the weekend and then a couple of weeks ago as well against Brisbane, I think just sort of it's clunky performances. But, but, knowing, but knowing what we know now about Brisbane, is it that surprising a performance? This is what I'm thinking. Look, Sharks had a bad week this week, right? Yeah. They've lost to the Broncos. Also, they've lost to Canberra twice, round one. As I said, round one doesn't matter. Scrap all the results from that. Um, and they lost to the Storm. Yeah. They got pumped by the Storm. Yeah. So they're not there at the top echelon yet, right? They haven't versed Penrith yet. So they're not... We haven't really seen... We've seen one really good test for them. Um, but other than that, we haven't seen them really compete against the elite talent. Yeah, sitting in fifth. Uh, it's interesting. I, I almost after the performances I've seen, I, I, I almost consider Cronulla at the moment to be a bit like Parramatta, where it has to be sort of on their terms. Yeah, look, and we, then, but I if think... it, if that, but then the Warriors sort of counters that theory. But it, it was the Warriors, and you know, and and it, that that was a gutsy win. Um, but I think the halves of Nico and and. Um, uh, what's his name, Moylan? I, I think it's a challenge for them because they just they need to. Uh, I don't think of Moylan as sort of a, an Adam Reynolds, a Luke Keary kind of football, a Nathan Cleary type of footballer. So I think it adds a bit of responsibility. The other problem is that Fanukin's out again for them. Um, and depends head, how long head knock knee injury he's yeah. had head issues in the past yeah. which is which is concerning yeah right and you've got Cam McKinnis still coming back he still hasn't you know found his legs yet 
but he's going to get more into this. Wade Graham's the same. Yeah. Uh, look, but I, I do give them a B plus. I'm probably being a bit critical, but I give them a B. Plus. I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them a B B because I think there's been some results where they should have won and they haven't won, and that's been a little disappointing. But all in all, look, this is where we had them. We had them as a, a fringe top four team. Yeah. That five six spot, and expectations is there. They look that they were. They performed really well, and they've had some really nice games where their attackers looked fantastic, and it's looked electrifying and really, you know, really original. It's great to watch. Really Very good to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, but they have had lapses in defence, and that's that's been their issue. But that I think that will come. That will come in time. But yeah, I think they're they're still that fringe top four spot, right where we had them. Yep. Okay, creeping into the top four. Now, Mike, there's a lot of top four encounters over the next few weeks, which will really shape things, but uh, aren't you happy? Rooster's back in the top four, uh, and you got six out of eight in tipping. A a game that they were always going to win against Parramatta. It was earmarked that this was definitely going to be Parramatta's to win, um, Rooster's to win. Why? Because everyone expected Parramatta to win that. Uh, So... They're back up there. They're six and four. They've won two in a row. Uh, I'm going to give them a B because I probably expected them maybe to be going a little better. Can I, I think, can I rattle off the teams that we've lost to? Go for it. The Knights. Yep. The Bulldogs. Yep. The Dragons. Yep. And Souths. I know. The teams that we've beat are the Warriors, Broncos, Eels, Manly, Cowboys. Yeah. Right. There's some top four. There's some top eight teams in there. Right. Yeah. I, I just, we've just turned off, and there's the same stat has been around for so many years. When the Roosters score eighteen points, yeah, we win. Yeah. We don't score eighteen points, we lose. And what about your completion rate? Oh, this one. Thing. It was eighty six percent on the weekend. Eighty six percent, and we got the win. Yeah. Right. When it's below seventy percent, we get we lose. Yeah. And. Our attack can fluctuate between being really good and really bad. The last couple of weeks, it's looked a lot better. We've scored a total of 70-something, 70 75 points combined. Yeah. Which is a good sign. That was that was the problem, was our attack looked clunky. And the last couple of weeks, it's been a lot better. The completion rate's been higher. Sides looking up versus Penrith this week. Probably going to cop a loss. But we have improved as the season has gone along. Despite that loss of the dogs, which was atrocious, and the loss of the dragons, which was you know two bad games, but the attack's getting better, and I think we're in heading in the right direction. As I mentioned last week, tough slate coming up: West Penrith, then Melbourne, then Canberra, then uh, the Sharks, I believe, then Penrith, then the Eels again. So like really tough few games coming up, but I like where we're heading. I think that. We're still going to be a top four team, and if it's not this year, you got Brandon Smith coming next year. Oh, Sam here Walker, he goes. Sam he, Walker's Sam already Walker talking about awesome. next year. And I mentioned him last. I love Joseph Sawali Emmanuel. In the air, he he he's the next Daniel Tupu in terms of owning the air on that wing until he moves to a different position or a different club. Of course, you'd love him. He's a former Souths player. Uh, <laughs> he never, he never <laughs> played for you. Yeah, you didn't give him a chance. 
like a like a child when like the uh, the sibling gets the toy. You just had this huge tantrum, got the rules changed so you could play him. Anyway, okay, so as as Mike said, <laughs> as Mike said, fourth plays first this week. Uh, the other big game is going to be the Storm and the Cowboys. Michael, Cowboys five in a row, unbelievable. Now. First, first time they've ever won five in a row without Jonathan Thurston in the team. Didn't do it before he joined the team. Didn't haven't done it after. That's incredible. Now, is this the time where we publicly apologise for the fact in our predicted ladders we both had the Cowboys get one spoon? I will happily eat crow on this one. I was dead wrong. They have been awesome. Chad Townsend has helped them immensely. Right. Yeah, and they have the second best defense in the competition. Uh, can I just say, on the points differentials, first, second, and third are the only ones with triple-digit figures at the moment. They are completely dominating the defense. They are completely dominating the attack. Um, a, a good challenge coming up the next couple of weeks for them, though. They play Penrith, and then they play... Sorry, they play Melbourne, and then they play Penrith. Um, and Penrith at Penrith, um, which... I think a really good test on where they're actually at. Um, it's one of the few times they actually have to go to um, New South Wales. New South Wales. I just had to check it was actually in New South Wales, um, and I think that is probably going to be a good indicator. The next time they do it after that will be at round fifteen in um, at Brookvale. So. Uh, a couple of Sydney challenges coming up, which I think will probably give everyone a better indicator given they're going to have to travel outside Townsville for finals if that's where they want to be. But I'm giving them an A. I think it's been awesome season. The only blights for them, I think, are probably losing to the Bulldogs. Round one. Keep saying, round one, throw it out of the book. Throw it out, of the, throw it out. doesn't matter. Whatever happens in round one shouldn't count. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm yeah. just trying to think, was it after round two that we were saying never tip the Cowboys, never tip the Cowboys? Maybe. Um... But yeah, they had a they had a big win against Brisbane. The Roosters did a, a good job on them in round four. But other, other than that, you know, the Cowboys lost by a point um, to the Warriors. But you know, I the, think look the the one the one thing that I will say about the Cowboys is that they rely a lot on scoring off kicks, and against a team like the Roosters who have a lot of aerial threats, that's why I think they struggled. But Nanai has scored about four or five tries this year of bombs. No, no other second row is doing that, right? Yeah. Uh, Carl Felt is excellent in the air. Tuolungi, that pass on the weekend. Incredible. God, Incredible. Was, uh, you know, very rarely do you see things that you've never seen before in rugby league. Yeah. That was something that I've never seen before. Um, yeah, they've, look, they've, they've been coached well. Todd Payton's done a really good job. Uh, Tom Dearden has made it. He's made that number six jersey his own. Chad Townsend, the veteran experience that they've always they've been missing since Thurston left. Really impressive. Really, really impressive. Yep. Okay. The top two. No surprises here. Uh, I give Penrith an A, and I give Melbourne an A plus because Melbourne just played scintillating attacking football. Probably a bit harsh, um, but I think Penrith have. Just, I think both teams just brilliant in their own different ways. Penrith play a, a different kind of game to Melbourne, but I, I just love... Penrith have the suffocating attack and defence, but Melbourne is just this exciting speed-based game. Cameron Munster, extraordinary. Um, but I think just sort of showed last week their vulnerabilities against Penrith. 
Um, but I do think the counter to this is that I really think Penrith is going to be tested during Origin this year, Michael, because um, with some injuries to Trebojevic, Latrell, possibly Cameron Murray, uh, and some the, Roosters yeah, they're just... Gonna, they're going to have Yo, yep. Liam Martin, yep. possibly Coruscant, yep. Cleary Luai, yep. Crichton probably, yep. I know. and Toto. I know. Right. It, it's a, How many of their names? Seven? That's seven. It's 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 going to put a lot of pressure on them. That's tough. A lot of pressure on them. And like they're exhausted. <laughs> like it's it's not just the the one game that you miss because of the bye weeks. It's the backing up. Yeah. And it's then if you're backing up, your your body just gets worn out. Yeah. And and look, they've got the depth. And last year they managed it quite well. But they lost I think Cleary it, last year. They lost well. Cleary and, and they managed to do it. But I think this year when you've already won the premiership. And I know there's the hunger to do it again. I'm not going to eat my words on Penrith wanting beers driven or whatever. But I think it, it makes the challenge slightly harder for them compared to, say, the Cowboys that probably have a softer draw than Penrith um, and won't be giving up as many players, if any, no, to Valentine origin. Holmes. Valentine Holmes. Yeah. Um, Happy White for you, maybe. Um, we'll see. Nat, I could get a spot at some point as well. We'll see. But, but Penrith just, um, same as last year, Penrith just in complete domination of um, defence, uh, only conceded 116 points. Uh, but Melbourne just absolutely blistering an attack, averaging 34 points yeah. and look, a game. Penrith, uh, Melbourne were, you know, they were missing two of their spine on the weekend against Panthers. Yep. They were missing Hughes and Pappenhausen. Love to see them go against each other full, uh, full strength. Wishart. Wasn't great at fullback, and Cooper Johns just he, he he's a fine backup, but he's not a first grade quality half. I don't think. No, I'm with um, you. Um, uh, so those three teams, I'm giving. I didn't give Cowboys a grade. I'm giving you an A plus just because expectation. They've blown it out of the park. Yeah. Pen- Melbourne, I'm giving an A. Yep. And Panthers are giving an A plus. Okay. Um, Penrith and Melbourne both play the Roosters, Cowboys. Um, the Roosters and the Cowboys in their next five games. So a lot of top fours. A lot of top fours. Yeah. A lot of top fours. It's good. I like it. Now, Mike, congratulations. Got six out of eight in tipping this week with three other people. Now I'm convinced that at least one of those people definitely did not tip and that's why they got six out of eight. But can you just confirm for anyone that was curious that you did do your tips? I did do my tips. <laughs> I tipped the Roosters, so there you go. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> they were the home team. Amazing. Uh, um, yeah. So, and top of the blood, and I mentioned them before. Those bloody dragons. I'd be second if they won. Well, that's karma. Uh, Gab is still outright first, followed by um, Eleni B and Nick. And Mike, you're sitting pretty in fourth spot. Yeah, dinner dinner at the family home is a bit easier this week, given that I've surpassed my dad. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into it because it's been a lengthy podcast. Um, so kickoff for round 11 is on Thursday night. The Knights are hosting the Broncos. Big inclusions for Newcastle. Frizzell is back. and Milford's named at 5'8". Um, he replaces Hoy, who moves to 18th. While the Knights have also included Gagai and Clifford in the reserves as they push to be late inclusions. For Brisbane, Tamari Martin's been named despite concerns over a hip injury. Um, Payne Haas and Kurt Capewell got through the sides Magic Round win smoothly and with a six day turnaround are set to back up again 
I'm tipping Brisbane. Yeah. I don't even tip, but Brisbane, I'm yeah. tipping Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane for me. Uh, crunch game on Friday night. Really unusual. So Brent Naden has uh, changed teams. And he's gone from the Bulldogs to the Tigers in a mid-season swap and will be playing against his former club this weekend. So that's two weekends in a row where players have done mid-season swaps and played against their former clubs, with Cody Nicarima doing that last week. Uh, Madden's the new 5'8 for the Tigers with Luke Brooks sidelined. Um, Kapoa returns in the centres. Garner goes back to the forwards and Tuolangi moves to the bench. Little comes in at hooker to replace Simpkin. From, from, um, Brown will make his club debut from the bench. In his first game since 2019 at Canterbury, Safarth and Palga drop off. Musgrove's been named to play. Um, for the Dogs, Avarillo's been recalled in the centres. Waddell will miss the match after copping a heavy head knock. Um, and Raymond Fatala Mariner is again included amongst the reserves. For the Dogs, um, there is flu going around. Yeah. So that team uh, could look, change. If it's anything like I had a couple of weeks ago. They're not playing this week yeah. because that thing was debilitating. Yeah. Um, I am. I was really hoping that whoever stepped in as coach would drop Dufty because he's been. I mentioned him last week. Below average, and he's still on the side. He has basically cost them victories the last couple of weeks. So, did the Dragons make the right call in getting rid of him? Yes, and I said that when they got rid of him. <laughs> I didn't like Dufty when he was playing for the Dragons either. Um, I yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to go the Tigers. I just think that at the moment, they're in a better headspace. And the whole, oh, the interim coach who takes over gets the win, that isn't as fruitful as people think. No, it is. they're in a world of pain at the moment, yeah. Canterbury. Yeah. Um, okay, so big game Friday night. Eels um, on terra firma at Bankwest, now called Combank, hosting Manly. So a couple of changes for Brad Arthur with Neil Cora returning from injury. Bryce Cartwright goes to the reserves. Madison has earned a start at lock after a great game last week, shifting Nathan Brown to the bench. Sevo's been included in the reserves for the first time this season as he looks to make his way back from an ACL injury. For Manly, Tommy Turbo has been named at fullback despite concerns about his knee. Brother Ben is out with a shoulder injury, and his place has been taken by Harper, who did struggle in recent weeks. Schuster's back from a calf injury on the bench. Davey goes into the starting side, and Bullimore drops to 18th man. I am tipping Parramatta. Sebo won't play this week. I think they'll give him a couple. Uh, they'll give him a week in New South Wales Cup yep. just to get his legs underneath him. But yeah, Parramatta for me. I think that this is this is a rivalry game. It is a rivalry. It's game. one of those games that they hype up for and they yep. win. Yep. I think that they get this done. Although the 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 master of the mind games, Des, who knows what he's going to pull out of his bag. But I think that I think that Parramatta are a better team and they're traveling a lot better considering what we saw out of Manly last week. Well, there's going to be a bounce back factor for Manly, I'm sure. Both after teams thirty-eight nil. It's going to get some reaction, but uh, power at home, usually quite comfortable. Okay, the next game, 3 o'clock Saturday, the Dragons host the Warriors at Jubilee. Um, Cody Ramsey's been promoted to start at fullback at the expense <laughs> of Sloan, who drops to the reserves. Jajewski comes into the starting side to replace Josh Maguire. Molo's younger brother, Michael, will make his NRL debut from the bench. For the Warriors, Tohu Harris moves into the starting side after making his long-awaited return last week via the bench. Aitken's been named to return from concussion, so Penne goes to the bench. 
Jesse Arthurs and Chanel Harris Tavita have been named among the reserves and are a chance of a call up later in the week. Tavanga is playing his 100th game for the Warriors. I am tipping the Warriors. Yeah. Daniel. Um, Good call. Purely because Cody Ramsey is a fullback. And I just don't think he's a first grade quality player, even on the wing, let alone at fullback. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what Dragons are going to do with that number one jersey. They just can't seem to get it right at the moment. Yeah, I'm I'm tipping the Warriors. I I don't know. Could bite me in the ass, and Dragons could actually play some decent football. But their attack has been clunky the last few weeks. It just hasn't gelled. It's bad. It's bad and boring to watch. Yeah. And you know, Reese Walsh was really good on the weekend. Um, Sean Johnson took over a little bit later on. And he needs to play better. Yep. Uh, he needs to be better than what he's been playing. You know. He's but I think if the Warriors play like they did in the second half, they they easily account for St George. Yes. Yep. So that's why I'm tipping the Warriors. Yep. Okay. Five thirty. Cowboys host the Storm in Townsville. Big game this one. Fourth. No, sorry. Third against second. Uh, they're riding a five-game winning streak, as we said, and they've named an unchanged 17. Uh, for the Storm, Hughes returns at halfback after missing Magic Round. Brandon Smith moves from the bench to prop in the absence of Big Nelson, and McDonald and Jeremiah are the new faces on the bench with Chris Lewis dropping out. This is a good game. It will be a really good game. Uh, both Saturday games are excellent, 5.30 and 7.30. Yep. Uh, I am tipping the Storm, though. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Okay, Saturday night at the Sydney Cricket Ground, the Roosters host the Panthers. Radley is replaced at lock by Nat Butcher, while Lindsay Collins has been named on the interchange to return from a high tackle suspension. Connor Watson's named to start at hooker, but may swap on game day with Hutchison again. The Panthers roll out the same 17, um, and they'll be hoping to have Ivan Cleary back on deck after he missed the trip to Brisbane. Good challenge for your chooks, Mike. Yeah, I was well, this the Connor uh, Victor Radley going down, syndesmosis, so yeah. likely out six to eight weeks, which is a huge loss. Um, Especially because he was hoping to snag that Origin spot. With, yeah, uh, and I think he probably would have given the amount of injuries that they've had. Yeah. Um, the the issue is that if Radley goes down, it was going to be Watson who takes his place. Yeah. But Watson has to cover Verrills. Yeah. So couple of injuries for the Roosters. I'm tipping Panthers. Okay. It's my rule. It's my you, rule. I'm not, gave, tipping, I'm, you, not, I'm not tipping no, against no. the Panthers. You know, in fairness to you guys, you gave Penrith a good run late last year. Yeah. Um, so I expect it to be a close one. I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I just think Penrith are a better team at the moment, and it'd be stupid not to tip them. Yep. Despite my bias. Uh, South's Raiders in Dubbo. Of course, this was the scene of that horrendous crime last year when South's got massacred by Penrith. Um, he's hoping it's not a repeat. Only one change for Souths with um, poor Jacob Host, who had that terrible injury last week out, and Trent Peoples will come in for the second game of his career after round 10, so I don't think they need clearance. Um, Peoples has been named to start after impressing in his debut a fortnight ago. Sele is included in the reserves as he looks to make his way back from a calf complaint. For Canberra, Wyson returns from the two-match ban with Schneider, the man that make way in a big call by coach Ricky. The Raiders will go with two left-footers in their halves. Um, Zach Wolford gets another start at hooker with Adam Elliott named in 18th man. Josh Papali will play his 250th. Big game. Big game. Tipping Seattle's. Okay. Um, Jacob Host lasted about 20 seconds. Poor guy. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, and then to finish off on Sunday afternoon, the Titans host the Sharks on the Gold Coast. Holbrook's named the same 17 as last week. And for Cronulla, a few changes. So Fitzgibbon has swallowed his pride and returned Nico Hines to half, uh, calling in Rugby Sevens convert Lachlan Miller for his first NRL game in the number one jersey. Hines will replace Trindle in the halves alongside Moylan. Fanukin, as Michael said earlier, is out. It's replaced by Hunt at prop, and McInnes remains at lock. Wade Graham's been promoted to start, with Wilton moving back to the interchange, and Fafita's on track to play his 200th game for the club. Yeah, uh, so just before we move, we, I tip this game, Raiders also have the flu going around. Yeah. So could be a couple outs in that game as well. Um, I am tipping the Sharks in this game. I think they'll bounce back. Uh, Lachlan Miller is apparently a very good talent. Um, so yeah, look out for him. Yep. Should be interesting. Um, yep, Sharks for me. Okay, so to recap on Mike's tips for round 11, Michael has tipped Brisbane to win in Newcastle, the Tigers uh, to beat the Bulldogs, Parramatta to beat Manly, the Warriors to upset St. George, the Storm to beat the Cowboys in Townsville, Penrith to get the job done at the cricket ground, Souths to beat Canberra, and Cronulla to beat the Gold Coast. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Can we start calling him Magic Mike's tips again? Because I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Would kidding. you like some but, theme music too? No, we're good. We're good. What's the theme music? Pony by Genuine? Is that what you want? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it. I think we're done. Uh, really long podcast, but we had, Big to go podcast. Through, had to go through every team. Yeah. So if you stuck around this long, uh, yeah. well done. If you want to hear my tips and you don't want to listen, hit the download button and then you can just message me. Uh, yeah, look, the other thing is it's not our fault the Bulldogs got rid of their coach. Yeah. Added about 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But thanks for listening as always, and um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, guys.